Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 212 How to Handle Different Parenting Styles with Brian and Ralphie Jacobs. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Okay, picture this scene. There's a toddler screaming bloody murder on the ground at a grocery store, and both parents are standing above their little girl. The dad gets at the kid's level and gently reflects back how the toddler must be feeling. You're very frustrated, aren't you? You really want that toy. While the mom stands there and purses her lips. And after a few more minutes that seem like an eternity and no end to the tantrum in sight, the mom picks up the toddler and says to her spouse, we're going to spoil her if we just let her break down whenever and wherever she wants and runs our little girl out the store. Who is right? I'm sure you have seen this situation play out before or you have been a part of it happening. I know I have. Everybody thinks they know what kind of parent they're going to be until they become one. 
It's not for the faint of heart, nor for the faint of the couple. Even with two really good people, parenting is difficult. We have different styles, different beliefs, different histories behind us that shift what we think is right to do in the moment and when things get tough with our kids. Today, I am so thrilled to have Ralphie Jacobs from Simply On Purpose back on the show. But this time, we have a special co-guest, her spouse, Brian. If you've been to any of Ralphie's workshops, which I have, then you will have seen and heard from Brian too. It's clear that these two have worked for years to better appreciate the differences in their spouse, parenting styles included. Together, they're going to teach us how to better handle the different ways we want to parent so there is more peace in the home. And just a note, we are well aware that there are many different types of families listening to this show. So while you might be co-parenting with a spouse or your own parents, a sibling of your own, or a partner, we simplified our language for this episode by settling on spouse for this discussion. Buckle up, friends, because this interview is equal parts refreshing because Ralphie and and Brian are truly down to earth and they're not going to share all the perfect ways they've been parents. And it's also super enlightening. First, I have two announcements. My first year in podcasting, I would see other shows where their episodes were getting into the 200s and I would marvel. I honestly did not think I would ever get to that point. But friends, we're here. In fact, we are approaching our third year anniversary in November. And to celebrate the community we've made together, I am throwing a party in Salt Lake City, Utah on Saturday night, November 16th, Join your fellow progressors for a fancy charcuterie board, unlimited mocktails, great treats, mingling, and a surprise activity to help you jumpstart 2020 to make it the best year yet. I'm not going to make a cent from this party. I just want you to be there and celebrate with me. Earlier the same day, I am teaching my final Rediscover You workshop of the year and possibly my last one live ever. And this is where we will help you progress towards finding yourself again. If you feel stuck, lost, come to the workshop. You can come to either the workshop or the party or both if you want to bundle and get an extra discount. I also have a special discount if you know you're going to bring a friend or two or more. Use the code 2PLUS in all caps and you will get 25% off each ticket. Go to aboutprogress.com events to learn more about both of these events and reserve your spots. And speaking about being in the 200s for podcasting, do you know that I teach beginning podcasters? I've been doing this for over two years, and recently I launched an online podcasting school called Podcast U, short for Podcast University, with my dear friend and business partner, Rachel Nielsen of the 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast. We both started our podcast from nothing and have grown them to now surpassing a combined 2 million downloads. If we can do this, you can too. And as formerly trained educators, we know how to teach these big concepts in doable ways. That is one of our biggest goals to make this happen for you in doable ways. Enrollment for Podcast U is closing November 1st. You can join Podcasting 101, How to Start a Podcast, or Podcasting 201, How to Grow Your Podcast, or bundle them together with a $100 discount. And if you're not sure if this is right for you, we are teaching two free online classes. Mine is three things you must know to start a podcast. And Rachel's is three reasons why your podcast is not growing and what you can do about it. Choose what is right for you and go to podcastu.co slash free class to sign up for those events. And if you're ready, go and make that dream happen. And we are there to support you in some really exciting ways too. 
Let's turn to our interview now. We sort of skipped the normal introductions I typically have my guests give, but in a nutshell, Ralphie Jacobs is a parenting teacher behind the Instagram platform Simply On Purpose. She's changed thousands and thousands of lives, no exaggeration, and Brian is right alongside her. It takes two, friends. So I am starting when Brian introduces himself to me as a fan of Simply On Purpose, and it was just too sweet to edit out, and then we'll jump into the topic. I am... A student of Simply on Purpose is what I'll be <laughs> probably mostly be known for uh, in this conversation. Yeah. But I, 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 of course, have been on this wonderful journey uh, with Ralphie uh, over the last number of years and um, have learned as much as anyone um, and certainly excited for these platforms that make available these, these teachings for families to help us all um, be better. Well, that's so great. And you know what? It takes two to tango here. So... Your wife is, is, you know, known as the expert behind Simply on Purpose, and we know that that can't just be a one-sided thing here, which is what we're here to talk about today. Um, how spouses who might have different views on parenthood or even just totally different childhoods and how they were raised come together and get on board together, even with their different styles or how to blend it all together, which can be really stressful. So I'm sure... Ralphie, when you teach a workshop or you're doing something alive or you're teaching us on your stories about it, um, something really important with parenting, I'm sure you get a ton of comments and hands raised saying, how do I get my spouse on board? Because this is so stressful for families and on marriage relationships. So before I ask you my next question about that, I want to know, have you two always been on the same page? And please tell me no. Just tell me no. <laughs> why yes, why yes, Monica. <laughs> uh, uh, well, n- no, yes and no. Like uh, when two people get married, they're absolutely individuals with an individual story, individual strengths and weaknesses, and um, that's just I think the whole part of the journey with developing a family and the and the journey of a family is to come together and to and to pull and to uh, yeah, just kind of like become equally yoked in a way, um, to learn from each other. Like it's like it's such a refining um, fire. Um, but we definitely are better than we, <laughs> than we have yeah. been. I, yeah. I'd say, yeah. I mean, we were never on different pages, but I'd say the pages hadn't been written. Uh, yeah. Was, that's, was, that's was maybe the one. way to look at it in that, you know, there were certainly many, you know, parenting strategies and principles and, techniques that we've had to learn over the years um and so w- without having those before we didn't know whether we were what we were aligned on and what we weren't yeah mm-hmm. i think just the message is always of hope you know that tomorrow's gonna be better and uh that's a great thing to look forward to you, you okay. know pr- progress isn't linear sometimes it's all over the place Okay, that is totally the foundation to this discussion. We don't want people to leave uh, listening to this episode being depressed about what their situation is and only thinking about how far I have to come. Like, oh, I'll never be Ralphie and Brian and we'll never be that way for us. It's more of how can we help you along this journey of coming together more as parents. So when you do to get that question, what do you tell people who ask, how do I get my spouse on board now that you've taught me all these incredible things and I'm a believer and I can see this happening with my own kids when I try it out, but how can I get my spouse to do this too? Well, you know, as soon as 
people ask me that question, I always, if Brian is in the room, I always defer to Brian because yeah. he's so good <laughs> at answering this question. So because he's here, I'll have him answer it. I'd love that. All right. So if, how to get your spouse on board. Um, what worked for me is that my wife told me that we would be teaching a parenting class in our house together. (laughs) 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 And I had a couple weeks to get ready. Um, So that, that was certainly a big catalyst for us, but that, that may not work for everyone. Um, That doesn't work here. Here's what I generally recommend instead. Um, So if you, um, so the person listening here, uh, the one who hopefully is is you know, intentional in investing in you know learning parenting skills and strategies. Um, if if they feel like maybe their spouse isn't where they would like them to be, then I think one of the easiest ways to get them on board is to first approach them and share. Say, hey, I've here's some things that I've learned that I'm going to try to apply in our home and family. And I want you, dear spouse, to to pay attention and see and give me feedback on how I'm doing applying this you know, parenting principle. Hmm, I like and that. Okay. What, what will happen is that now that the spouse is being attentive, that first of all, you've you've taught through modeling, uh, and now they're being attentive to the um, you know the parenting approach or um, strategy that's that's being implemented. And they're going to now be in the position to give you feedback and they're going to notice when it's working well. And, you know, when it does work well, they will certainly adopt it into their own approach with their children. Yeah. And I just want to say too, like, it's just coming from a place of excitement about the change in you, not about the other person. What's really interesting about like self-help books is that most of them are bought and given to other people. Like it's, they're not, they're they're very rarely like bought for yourself. Like you want to give them to other people, but, um, it really, it needs to come from a place of like, I'm ready to change. And this is an an excitement for myself for a better self. And the other thing that I was going to say is that these principles that I teach about ignoring the junk and looking for the good are absolutely principles that you can totally apply to your marriage. And that means like speak appreciatively about your spouse openly to other people and in front of your children. And even if they aren't totally performing to where you would like them to be, find, find the good in what they are performing and speak to that or speak to just a step above actually where they're performing so that they'll rise even higher. Um, I, it's so effective in um, developing momentum because otherwise there's no place to go if we're always just criticizing and looking for what's wrong, um, there's, there's no momentum moving forward. And so it works just as well with our, with our, the, the adults that we love in our lives. Well, because the reverse of that is you're putting someone in the position of a less than position and nobody likes that. And that's either going to make them have a huge lack of confidence or rebel right against what you're trying to do. So I love that this is coming from a place of uh, acceptance honor, giving other people time and working on yourself. And that's how you start. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as you notice that your spouse is successfully implementing positive parenting strategies, be sure you are giving them that positive encouragement Um, because it'll, it'll pay great dividends. So 
Yeah. Brian, you must have known. I wrote down positive reinforcement, three exclamation points, circled, starred. Like, <laughs> you know, you do that with your kids and that's what you teach so well. I know that yeah. as a teacher, it works so well. And funnily enough, I, I remember years ago reading an article of a woman who was a dolphin trainer and she used the same um, training of positive reinforcement within her own marriage and it helped her marriage flourish. And I love that you're bringing like some of these parenting skills we have in terms of connecting first, communicating positive reinforcement that can go hand in hand with these marriage relationships as we learn to parent together. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all about molding and, um, modifying human behavior and, anyone a, a child has the same power as an adult does a teenager has the same power like we all have the power to help modify and mold behavior of other people in in a positive direction just by what we say and what we do um, and the changes that are made within us hmm. well this next question actually came from my husband i was telling him okay so i'm going to talk to ralphie and brian what should i ask them about if you have different styles. And he said, well, how about you ask about how can we play to each other's strengths and weaknesses? So how can we balance each other out? Um, and I thought that would be perfect for you to both talk about in terms of how, how you've seen that in each other. Like what strengths does Brian have that maybe you don't as much Ralphie and vice versa that you've been able to, um, help each other out with a little bit and, and, um, play off of as well as the weaknesses you have faced too. Mm, good question. So I'm going to um, grab the mic for a second like, and ask you that question, Monica. What, what strengths do you see in your spouse? Oh, what boy. Do you see, in him? see, I was not prepared as <laughs> I should have been for these tables to turn. Um, I, well, I just think about within my marriage, my husband is very non-judgmental of me. Mm. So I have the tendency as a recovering perfectionist to want to fix him way more than he ever does with me. And so I have learned from that strength to accept where he's at more and could, because that's how he extends himself to me all the time. Um, so that's one thing I, I could think of off the fly here. I love it. I love it. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because just to make the point that the only way to play to your spouse strengths is if you can actually see them. Mm. And you actually know what they are um, and you're paying attention and you're realizing, wow, like they do that really well. And I wish I could do that better. And I'm telling you, I have eaten a slice of humble pie more times than I can count mm -hmm. because I thought that my way was the right way and I was the better parent and I did stuff way better than Brian. But there are so, so many ways that we can parent our children. And I have learned that if I can just take a step back, then I can allow him to actually really step up and be a hero, the hero that we all want, that we're looking for. And it's been wonderful to see as our children have grown. He's a phenomenal parent to teenagers. He has like um, incredible amount of patience. He doesn't tire like a lot of parents do late in the night. He still is willing to go downstairs and talk to him or or read their book with them or ask them about their day or um, just try to get them to connect with them. And he's willing to drive carpools. And I think that Brian is just kind of a, a long road parent. Um, he can see um, the benefits in the long term, And so that's really, really helped me um, 
because I'm still practicing and I, I talk about it and I preach about it all the time. But it, the reason why it's so important to me is because it's something that I'm always working on as well. Um, but but uh, yeah, you have to know what those are. I, that's what I would say. What would you say, B? Um, yeah, I, I'd say the the two things that I appreciate most in Ralphie is as far as you know parenting and what I've learned from her is first of all she's she's like a clinic for her. it's like I I want to be taking notes when I see her interact with the kids mm -hmm. uh, especially in moments where I've um, where I've maybe stumbled a bit and that I like that she never um, she never points that out that hey you you should have done it this way but rather she'll just um, she'll pursue an opportunity to to implement a, a particular you know strategy and it works well with the kids and I've taken that mental note and it, it's great to to feel like I'm in the learning mode um, all the time um, as, as I get to witness kind of how she will approach things um, the, the other one that she's very very strong at is in developing a, f a family culture uh, I, I, I feel there's very much a long-term strategic deliberate um, uh, you know aspect to what what she does and I, I that doesn't necessarily come as as naturally to me and so what she does is very very well is look for family traditions um, and and making sure we're building on on values um, and that we're having lots of fun and so some of those traditions end up actually strengthening our connection you know individually um you know myself with our children or her with the children in that some of the traditions we have oriented towards one parent um so for example when i i come home from work each day uh, we have what's called the hug rug um, mm -hmm. and that's where when i come in the door all you know the, the kids know that hey that's the time to to run and to go hug hug daddy um, which is which is a beautiful thing, and then you know my wife, you guys, those who have followed her, know about things such as her mom store um, that she does mm -hmm. to encourage reading amongst the children, and that's that's so that's a, a family tradition and it's it's a culture um, that that's being established there. And so some of them are simple, uh, like like the hug rug. Um, some of them are more you know d deliberate, um, such as family meetings that. Um, she's so great to ensure that um, we have a very deliberate topics and what is part of family meetings. So um, it's it's been wonderful. Hmm. Well, the one thing that I think Monica is like super interesting with um, two people that decide to start a family is that um, opposites attract. Like hmm. usually, yeah. there's a, like often people who have opposing views on parenting. Um, will come together and um, decide to have a family. And it's, uh, you know, usually one is like, um, has a tendency to, to be more kind and the other one has a tendency to be more firm. And that um, they kind of move towards that type of behavior even stronger because they feel like they have to, um, you know, balance out the the other parents. So like, for example, the other, the one that has a tendency to be, too strict will be even more strict because they feel like they want to, they need to balance out the wishy-washy parent mm -hmm. and vice versa. And as they do that and we just become even more polarized, it, we just become like more and more ineffective in our parenting. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, it, it, um, it's just the goal for parents to just become effective communicators and to not just be effective communicating with each other, but also be effective with communicating with our family. And so um, one thing that um, I recommend and Brian talks about too, is like, it's really important to have like family meetings where you are coming together. And I know sometimes people are like, you know, family's not a business. We don't need a meeting, but you do need meetings because mm -hmm. any well-run um, call it a party then. Right. Yeah. Well, call it a party. Call it whatever you'd like to. I don't care. But any, you know, well-run organization does have um, meetings where they come together and they come up with a plan and they communicate effectively and um, they learn about what each other cares about and what's important to each other. And so um, that's a great way to kind of have an even playing ground where there's not one heavy hitter and that you can talk about how you feel and you can talk about um, the plans that you'd like to have for your family moving forward and the traditions that you're making, the values that you're teaching your kids. Um, but yeah, it's uh, to be like a more effective family, you need to kind of um, realize that you, you don't have to be right. It's more important to be kind. And Brian can talk more about that in a little bit, but it, it is, it's more important to move to the center rather than to continue to polarize. There's so many things that we argue about that it really doesn't matter in the long run anyway. And I, I just talked to somebody like I did a live today and I was just saying, doing nothing is always like the easiest thing to do. <laughs> like you don't yeah. always have to do something about what's going on. I know that we feel as adults, like we have to be in charge and we need to be in control. And sometimes we feel like we need to be in control of our spouse too. But really, truly, there are so many different great ways to parent and um, we don't have to be in everything. And sometimes just doing nothing is, is the right answer to have peace in your home. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many spouses disagree fundamentally. People who might be listening could say, I've done these things. I've, I've done my best to, you know, cast a beam out of my own eye first. And I've been um, doing positive reinforcement and looking for the good, but we just disagree so fundamentally about this. And you've both spoken to that very well here. And what I got away from that, just to kind of summarize is uh, coming together on things you can agree on, whether that's the family culture and traditions and values you want to share, communicating effectively, and just having respect, even if that even if it's a fundamental disagreement between parenting styles. Anything else you can add to those who feel like that is a pretty big chasm between them? Yeah, I, I'd say f first use time to your advantage. So in, in those moments when maybe emotions are high, 
just just realize, as, as Ralphie alluded to, you don't have to solve everything immediately, both with your children or or with your spouse. So, it, don't don't try to solve it in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll be it, it's amazing how many um, things that we thought were um, were the most critical um, thing for that day end up being you know not that important as far as some of those you know, negative you know, emotions or concerns that were had. And then again, just just um, focus on for for whether as a disagreement, focus first on which which parent um, which parents desire or approach is is most kind. Um, and, and be sure to implement that until you have a, an opportunity to converse about it yeah. um, and align on, you know, okay, what, what do we really want for our family? How do we want our children to perceive us uh, as parents? Um, to what extent is maybe my feelings on how to do something is influenced by the way I was raised? Um, and, you know, are, are there some other approaches that we could try than, than maybe what was my natural um, intense reaction. Yeah. And I, and I would just add, um, that, um, to just stop like the power struggles. And this is like a message to myself too, is to like, it's not just between your children. Um, you can have power struggles with your spouse as well. So realize that you're on the same team. You both want to raise good kids that are awesome, that are kind. And, and when we argue, like we just push that partnership further away. So, um, you you know, you can let, you really can let things go. And if you do, you actually allow your spouse, um, to become better at not overcompensating for your parenting style. Hmm. Um, yeah, you don't need to argue, um, because somebody's different from you. It's okay if they're different and it's, um, it's not about being right and what, you know, or wrong. In fact, each each parent brings like a wonderful, unique thing to the table. Um, I would also add like and, investing for the future, like invest in your relationship yeah. with your spouse. So, and this is something, you know, we teach as far as, you know, parents with, with their children is, you know, sometimes parents get, um, they have these moments that come up and they just don't know what to do. Um, they they want to just get rid of the, the problem or the, the, or the bad behavior of their child. Oftentimes, the best thing you can um, and the most effective thing you can do is to really look at what happened in the preceding minutes or even hours before you know a child exhibited the, that undesired behavior. I, I would because then you can do things as a proactive parent to reduce the likelihood of that you know troublesome behavior, undesired behavior. Um, and and you can do this, you know, similar things with your spouse. So if you're investing in your relationship, um, if you're prioritizing it as, as a couple, um, if you're truly an advocate for each other, if you're doing, you know, if you if you're you know courting one another continually, so you know regular dates, you know, have try to find shared hobbies. Um, be sure you're focusing on the good in one another and in, in your conversations. Um, and then also a, a big one I would say would be to talk positively about your spouse um, with, with friends and family. Be, be sure that no one ever um, sees or hears you being, being negative. Um, always focus on, on the good um, and, and that'll help build up your relationship and certainly in their mind, but also in your own because you're going to start to see the good and you're going to help build on that good and always 
you know, be interested in your spouse's, um, their, their past, their present and, and their, their desires for the future. Uh, and then that'll just make it, all these things would make it that much less likely that you would have any fundamental disagreements in, in your parenting approach. Or, I'm glad that you're you're talking about focusing on each other as a couple because I I do think for those who really feel like this chasm is so deep between them, um, maybe the best thing they can do to help their parenting is to get some counseling. You know, yeah. try to figure out how they can enrich their relationship and get on the same page in really um, fundamental foundational ways as a couple, even before they're figuring out this parenting piece, because I'm sure many people might be at that point. And I think the biggest thing I've taken away from you too, that is really hopeful, especially for me who has a tendency, who, who want everything to be, uh, give me a step A to Z, you know, make me tell me exactly the order and how to do it and how to be on the same page all the time. It can't be that way. Yeah. You don't have to be 100% on the same page at all times to be successful parents. I just wanted to know from both of you, how do you know that's true? How can people still be successful parents, even if they're not perfect, both on their own and as a united couple? Well, I mean, there's like the research like says it all. I mean, really um, the strongest families, the research says the strongest families are just families that are really good at repairing. Families that are really good at saying, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't, that's not a perfect family. A family that's really good at repairing makes a lot of mistakes. And um, that's definitely the earmark of our family. But we are good at repairing. We are good at saying we're sorry. We are are good at um, asking our children to try again. And there's lots of second chances and third chances to make things right. And for us as well, um, we are good at saying we're sorry. and so I, I like, I, I feel like there's a lot of hope in that. And I, yeah. um, and there, and there's a lot of hope as well with parent parents, like how uh, there's just so much grace in parenting. Um, there's, there's another statistic that says you just really only have to get it right 40% of the time for your kids to turn out fine. So there's just so much grace. In yeah. parenting. And I, and I hope like, I keep that really close to me. Like it, it's going to be okay. As long as my children know, like at the end of the day, as long as my children know that I love them and that Brian loves them, then they're going to be okay. Yeah. And oh, I'd, I'd also say that, you know, none of us from, from day one know everything that we would like to know about parenting or yes. anything. And uh-huh. so we, we don't need to feel that we should already be at the, at the, you know, the pinnacle of our parenting journey. Mm. There's so much more that we can learn and do all the time. And that should, that should be exciting. Um, that uh, we wouldn't want it any other way to feel like uh, you, we've already plateaued. Yeah, and yep, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm done. Check. So yeah. I, I'd say be excited about that. Um, be mm. excited about what we can all, you know, uh, learn from one another and what we can help see in, in our children. And, um, and, you know, be willing to celebrate your successes daily, even if some days they seem kind of small mm-hmm. as far as what you feel you've yeah. done right, but focus on the good, even in yourself. It might just be even just walking away from the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> that can be your success for the day. I say that's a big win, right? <laughs> yes. Just walking yeah. away. That's a just huge walking win right away. there. Wow. Yeah. I am so honored to have the two of you on for, I think this is, is this the first episode or podcast episode you've ever recorded together? 
Yes. Oh my word. I'm so honored. And I think Ralphie, I think I was the first or one of the first shows you were ever on too. So I feel like really honored that I get two firsts from you. Um, both of you are so incredible. I have learned so much from both of you. And I love going to the in-person workshop you did in San Francisco a while back and seeing Brian there too, and hearing from him and taking part and all that you have learned together and what you've passed on to us. I want to let people know where can they find you and what's coming up. So, um, simply on purpose is on Instagram and it's just, you know, all squished together, no underscores or anything like that. Simply on purpose. Um, I have a free course called the stay safe series, which is just an email course. And it's in my link tree. It's completely free and it helps to teach parents, um, why, um, we feel like yelling works, but how actually it doesn't and what we should do instead. And the long-term effects of yelling gives lots of ideas and tools about how to stay calm as a parent. Um, I also have an audio course coming out. I'm really excited about it. Uh, So it should be out by the end of the year. Fantastic. Um, And then I have 2020 workshops. So all that stuff, you can um, find me on Instagram with all the info. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. I can't wait to see what's coming up. I've already, you know, done everything you have out there so far and I'll, I'll keep following along and, and Brian, thank you, especially for joining us tonight. It's very late on your side. So thank you both of you, Ralphie and Brian for being on the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, We greatly appreciate it. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community, and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.